Welcome to Pregnancy Help Podcast. My name is Christine Grimmett, and we are here live at the Heartbeat Annual Conference. It's our 50th birthday we're celebrating here with Heartbeat International. So you're going to hear a little bit of chatter in the background. We have some registration going on, which is very exciting. There's lots of people coming in, getting signed in, getting ready to attend some workshops today and learn from the staff and the friends of Heartbeat International who have lots of good information to share to help grow and support the Pregnancy Help Networks. But I am here today with Bob Faust, and he wrote an article for us uh, titled To a Young Bob Faust. And I'm going to invite him now to go ahead and read that letter, and then we'll dive in a little deeper and talk about some of the stories that led to this letter. I've been involved so long, Kirk asked me to write a letter to myself as a young Bob Faust. Bob, Howard Hendricks once said that he desired three qualities for his children. First, be honest to God. Second, be honest to others. Third, be honest to self. Bob, be honest with the Lord. If you could use your time more wisely, admit it to Him. If you're having problems relating to fellow workers, confess it to Him. If the banquet was not successful in raising funds, don't blame others. Don't blame circumstances. Don't cop out by saying, well, it wasn't meant to raise money. It was to honor workers. Be honest. Be honest with the Lord. Bob, every day you'll discover a tendency to hide motives and thoughts from your Heavenly Father. Confess those openly to Him. Come clean with Him. He loves you. He'll heal you from the pain, anguish, and guilt. Hiding the truth from him is like Adam trying to hide in the garden after the fall. Secondly, Bob, be honest with others. Or perhaps I'd better say be transparent. You'll be tempted to tell your board members just what you think they want to hear, not honest disclosure. By the way, take notes of conversations so you adequately relay facts, not feelings. Oh, by the way, make sure you talk to people and not about people. It was Warren Wiersbe who said, Truth without love is brutality. Love without truth is hypocrisy. Remember this well. And Bob Be honest with yourself. Your default mode is understanding, understating your own abilities and accomplishments. Bob, let me say that again. Your default mode is understating your own abilities and accomplishments. Remember this too. Pride often disguises itself as put down humility. (laughs) By the way, One thing that'll help you, Bob, is take a spiritual gifts personality test at least once a year. Learn your strengths and their personality challenges. Oh, oh, Bob, before you leave, I urge you to be a learner. Absorb great literature from many sources. Surround yourself with great people. Remember this. God gave you two ears, two eyes, only one mouth. Watch and listen more than you speak. Oh, 
by the way, before you leave, Bob, last thought. Make sure to keep clean underwear on. Your mom told me to add the last one. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. So let's start at the beginning. How did you end up here with a history of work in the pregnancy help movement? You have a past as a director. Um, I actually don't know all the other roles that you've taken on in the past in pregnancy help work, but let's talk about how you got started in the first place. I began, I was a senior pastor of a church, and ladies, this was in 1970s, kept bringing their daughters to my office for counsel because they were pregnant and many times were seeking abortion. So I began to study the issue carefully, and I began to think, there's got to be a place that people can go, because they're not going to come to the church that often. And uh, my wife and I actually formed a pregnancy center before we even knew what one was. And we had uh, two concerns we couldn't figure the answer to. What would make the clients come? And secondly, how would we pay for it? Mm -hmm. And the Lord used a series of circumstances to draw us to a pregnancy center in Auburn, Alabama, that had just opened its doors. And uh, I was the first executive director. As I came through the door of that pregnancy center, I thought, Lord, I'll take a vacation from the pulpit for two years, and then I'll get back to the pulpit ministry. That was in 1984. Oh, <laughs> by the way, in that center in Auburn, when I was ready to leave and help uh, another group, a larger group in Birmingham, Alabama, we needed an executive director. I approached a young man and I said, I think the Lord wants you to be executive director. He said, Bob, I can do that except for two things. I don't speak publicly and I don't raise funds. Well, the Lord did lead him to become that executive director. Uh, his name, by the way, is Kirk Walden. Hey, we know him. <laughs> so that's how I got started. So you, it's like you just saw a need and you said yes to God and now you're here. Yes. You know, that's, that's how it works. One yes. And sometimes you end up in a place you did not expect. So you took a break from being a pastor. Are you currently a pastor? Have you done that, gone back to that? No, I've been involved in the pregnancy ministry since 1984 in one okay. fashion or another. Wow. Uh, after six years at the Auburn Center, I moved to Birmingham. There was a large center there that helped establish other centers in the southeast. Uh, we helped establish uh, 67 centers in the southeast. Wow. From there, I... Uh, I was on the staff with uh, CareNet, and I was a national trainer with them and helped establish centers for them. Uh, then I've done so many other things. I presently am executive director of a smaller center outside of Birmingham, been there six years, but at the same time, I travel for preborn. Uh, we provide grants for ultrasound machines. My job is to go and uh, consult with centers before the machine is sent. So 
you've learned a lot over the years in this line of work. And uh, a lot of that made it into this article. And I love this article. Um, it's always interesting to just ask somebody, write a letter to your younger self. And what would you tell yourself looking back? So your first line here, being honest with God, that's a really good one. Um, I like how you said to confess to him, uh, if the banquet is not successful in raising funds, don't blame others. Don't cop out by saying, well, it wasn't meant to raise money. It was to honor workers. That's a hard truth that you probably learned the hard way at some point. You make big plans for a big banquet or a big event or, or something at the center, and it just doesn't quite pan out right. Can you think of some instances where that happened and how you figured it out or made it right? Oh, I've made so many mistakes. <laughs> I have uh, been part of more failures than successes, I believe, particularly in the early years because there were not manuals mm -hmm. and Heartbeat did not have all the tools and resources they do now. And uh, isolation was a a huge problem, and I think it still is. People feel isolated. Connect, Connect with yeah. people around you. Be honest with the Lord, though, and say, I need help. Mm -hmm. So much of the time in my relationship to the Lord, I want to blame someone else. I think about a time that uh, we were establishing a walk for life, and 15 people came. We raised $180 after weeks and weeks of work. And the people wanted to say, well, let's scrap it. Let's, let's do away with it. I said, no, the problem's not with the walk. The problem's with the way we did it. Mm -hmm. And at that time, there was a group called Life Stewards. Mm -hmm. And so we got their manual and learned from them. The next year, we raised 22000 and had 400 people attend. So you must yeah. be honest. You just, and it hurts to be honest. Well, it's hard to know where to start. If, um, like you said, you have this walk, it's a big fundraiser, and it's a good way to get the community aware of what you're doing. But that's a bit of a downer when all of a sudden it doesn't pan out the way it's, it's not quite what you would have considered to be successful. So then where do you go? Do you say this was a bad idea? Or do you say, did we market it wrong? You know, finding those resources, finding someone else who's doing it and connecting. Did you have other centers in the area that you had connected with? Or were you really the only one in your general area at that time? We we had a connection at that time uh, and still do. We now yeah. uh, still stay connected. Yes. Yeah. But I night. was the first one to attempt a walk. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, we've learned that that connection is so so helpful. We yeah. get state coalitions. And then, of course, on a bigger level, we have Heartbeat International, where it's this huge network. And, and it's cool to even see now with technology, we can branch out and different states can be just as close with each other as far as sharing ideas as those who maybe are um, in the same state. Because maybe there's two centers that have similar budget, similar communities, but they're in two different parts of the countries. Now we can connect them. We do that through the Facebook groups and things like that yes. on, with Heartbeat. So that's been really helpful and really good to see those connections. So secondly, your line here is be honest with others or be transparent. I'm guessing that's something you've learned through leadership throughout the years. We've talked about this in other episodes too, about how transparency can be really hard in leadership because you want to look like the strong leader. But how do you show that weakness and that like, I'm a real person kind of effect. How did you learn these leadership skills over the years? 
I'm still learning. This is <laughs> my most difficult area, to be very honest, mm. because number three, I talk about being honest with yourself, and I suggest the spiritual gifts, mm -hmm. personality test, learn who you are, learn out of your strengths and your challenges. And my personality, as you might have guessed, I'm people person all the way. Mm -hmm. And I'm stories, and I'm big picture. I'm always talking, always thinking. And as such, I will make a story sound larger than what it might be <laughs> because I'm excited about it. I don't mean to do it, but I'm. when you analyze it carefully, I'm lying. Mm -hmm. And so I've learned to surround myself with people that are precise people. I have a chief financial officer that aches over every penny. And in fact, just a ride, driving here, talking to him uh, with hands-free voice, of course, uh, we were analyzing where we wanted to locate next year's banquet. And I was excited about nailing a facility down because they were offering a $260 discount. But I had to turn it in by Friday and make a $500 deposit. Randy said, Bob, let me give you the analysis of the pennies. And he went through every nuance and things I had overlooked. Mm -hmm. And he said, Bob, you can do what you want. You're the executive director. But you trying to save that $200 very well could cost you $18,000. Mm -hmm. I said, what? He said, yes, I've analyzed. And he had the numbers all clicked in. Well, you got to surround yourself, be transparent. And I found out he doesn't mind that I'm general speaking, et cetera. He would mind if I don't listen to him at all. Yeah. But uh, you got to be honest. Well, and it helps to have that variety of staff and know when you're hiring people in. Like, I don't know if you were in the, the hiring process for this particular person, but you probably pinpoint that in people. Like when you're interviewing or deciding who's doing what role at your center, it's like, oh, this is a, a need that we have that we can fill with this individual. And the strengths play out in different ways. Yes, I had him, uh, well, and I called friends of his, but uh, had him do a personality test, a short one, took yeah. 20 minutes. He thought it was kind of silly with his <laughs> practical mind, you know. Yeah. I, I quickly realized he is very detailed, and uh, I need him. Right. I need him. That's good. So staffing of your team is important for the whole center to be as strong as possible. That's something that you've learned over the years. And again, um, it, you mm -hmm. must be honest and transparent. Mm -hmm. if, if you well, to if admit you that that was a weakness, yeah, that is complimentary to you, you need to be honest with them and yeah. say, look, I, I, I'm not going to sit still and listen to you for four hours. I got to be honest. Yeah. And uh, so... It really is important, I believe. I like that you mentioned these spiritual gifts personality tests. That's something we go through the um, DISC assessment at yes. Heartbeat. We use that one with leaders when we're training new directors. That's a good one. I know there's like Myers-Briggs and 
um, you know, all these different kinds of personality tests, but they really help identify who we are and what we need in our life, who we need in our life to keep us growing. Yes. So is there one in particular that you found that you liked? I, I use the disc. Disc, It, yeah. it kind of fits comfortably with me. Uh, and you use that before you even hire somebody sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's interesting. That is a really good way to get to know somebody, I think, pretty quickly. And you're right. Some people might look at it as, why are we doing this? But once right. you read through your results, sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, both the good and the bad things that you read out of it, your strengths and your weaknesses are like, okay, that's true, though. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not something I wanted to admit, but it is true. One of your last points says, I urge you to be a learner. What are some of the ways that you've gone for training or things that you've learned? Um, what's your go-to resource if you find yourself up against a wall and you don't really know how to get through something? Who do you reach out to or what do you reach towards? That's that's evolving in my life, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, once was books and read a book a month. Mm -hmm. I, I really don't finish a book much anymore. I don't know whether it's my age or, or what. I tend toward articles. I tend now to use the uh, media screen a great deal. Uh, I use a lot of the articles that Heartbeat puts out with their pregnancy help move. I, I find I can read them quickly, digest mm -hmm. them. And if I want to pursue further, then move on to other. Mm -hmm. uh, I learn by being face to face. I'll learn a great deal from you right now on, uh, on podcasting. Mm -hmm. So I learn face to face. And that's why I love conferences because yeah. I get to be face to face with uh, so many people and hear different perspectives. Well, and as a people person too, you're thriving this week. This is yes. your, your group. I love that you mentioned uh, Pregnancy Help News and some of our publications that Heartbeat puts out. We do try really hard to keep those coming as much as we can with podcasts and articles. We have our e-newsletters that people can check out. Um, it's nice when that stuff comes straight to your inbox. We have monthly newsletters for different roles, like for leaders and directors or um, for somebody who maybe runs the sexual integrity program. Um, our online academy, we always have things. So there's, there's opportunities to learn. And it sounds like you've taken advantage of whatever was available to you. Yes, over the you years. must. You yeah. Must. You Whatever you can get your hands on, go Especially for it. Especially in today's technology. Mm -hmm. uh, our center, for example, through COVID, has moved from paper documentation to all digital. And that's been very painful. But we have to move. Yeah. You, you can't stay back 20 years ago. You've got to keep learning. You must keep learning. When we've really been forced in 2020 to learn how to adjust like that, yes. so what do we need to do to keep the doors open and keep thriving, keep serving? Yes. And again, my perspective is much different than, say, yours might be or my CFO. For example, someone that's detail-oriented wants to know all the matter before they move to the next step. Yeah. The, my downfall is if I see step one, I'm diving in. And then I say, oh, no, well, what do I do now? So, again, the teamwork, I think, is so important. But you must keep learning. You must keep learning. And always remember this. 
you can learn from anyone. You can learn from anyone. Mm -hmm. Just opening those conversations with strangers or being at a place like conference this week where there's so many people that you know are doing the same things that you're doing. So just striking up a conversation with them could be a game changer. That could be the person that you're going to network with and they have an idea there. They have a solution to something that you've been struggling with for a while. Yeah. And I would say if you're attending a workshop, don't discount the leader in the of the workshop in the first two minutes. Mm. Don't. And I've been in workshops where people get up and leave in two yeah. or three minutes because it wasn't going the way they thought. You can learn a lot. The Lord has you there to mm-hmm. learn from them. Yeah, great. One of the last notes here you say is God gave you two ears, two eyes, and only one mouth. Listen more than you speak. Isn't that you true? Must, you must listen more. I'm, yeah. The Lord's trying to teach me that, uh, <laughs> especially if I'm in a small group. I have a tendency to want to interrupt and, uh-huh. and tell my side. And I'm trying to learn to listen carefully. Well, it's a personality thing. It takes all kinds of people, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. All right, your last thought, make sure to keep clean underwear. Your mom told you to have that one. <laughs> Didn't your mom, when you went you know on what? a trip, say, make sure you got clean underwear. Moms are wise. Say, they mom, know. if I have an accident, no, I won't go into that. <laughs> <laughs> Moms know what they're talking about. Yes. So, well, Bob, it has been a pleasure speaking to you, and I'm really glad that we could do this in person. Um, most of the time for podcasts, we've done them remotely. We've done them through Zoom or through mm. another platform where we're on a computer, which works well. I'm grateful for that, but it's nice to do it in person. It really Thank has you very a much personal for this touch. Honor. Yeah. Well, I hope you enjoy the rest of conference. Um, to our listeners, thank you for listening. You can hit subscribe to Pregnancy Help Podcast for more episodes like this. You can um, click the link in this posting where this podcast is posted to get Bob's article. You can also check out some of the other articles on um, PregnancyHelpNews.com. And I will include links to that below as well. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you very much.